0: like Mr. Krabs would look at a customer and see, you know, <laughs> just dollar signs, you know, ark, ark, yeah. ark, that kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> that's um, a soundbite right there that Mr. Krabs laugh.
0: <laughs> SpongeBob, vibe, you're spending all of me money. But, um... <laughs>
1: Welcome to Profession Session with Brody Vincent, where young entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals come to tell their stories, how they got into their industries, and what they do. I have Danny Korenter with me today of Big DK Energy Podcast, also a photographer, videographer, and media expert, here to tell a little bit about how he got into the industry what he does. Danny, thank you so much for joining me.
0: Brody, Mr. Vincent, it's, uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, thank you for allowing me to join your show. Absolutely. I honestly feel really honored, man.
1: It's great to have you. I had the honor of being on your podcast a couple weeks ago, and I had a great time, I have to say. You run a very tight ship over there, and it was a great experience. (laughs) A tight ship with one sailor. Exactly, which is all the more impressive. So I I figured we could kind of get into it today a little bit and just get deep in the weeds. Obviously, we'll... Kind of get into your story and what you do, but also get into the weeds a little bit on podcasting. Kind of have a podcast about podcast. <laughs>
0: it's like ince- <laughs> it's like uh inception.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's podcastception. So we'll we'll just get deep into it. Podcastception. I like that. New word. Maybe we'll coin that.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks.
1: Exactly. <laughs> So I guess I'll start with just how you got into the industry, because I know, as I know your story, you got into podcasting because you had a little bit of a background in media, photography, videography. You've been in the industry for a while, and that kind of led you into venturing into podcasting. Correct. So maybe just how you got into the industry. What interested you about it in the first place?
0: Okay, so um, actually, I got into media by a complete mistake.
1: Sometimes that's how it happens,
0: right? It's just like Bob Ross. Whenever you mess up on a painting, you blend it into the background and then just say it's a happy little accident. Well, me getting into photography was a happy little accident. So how I started was when I was um, in junior year of college, I attended the University of Central Florida, much like you did. Go Knights. Charge on, baby. Um, So I... I got enough money to um, get my first DSLR, which is like what every, what everyone knows is like those fancy cameras. And so originally, I wanted to start a comedy YouTube channel because I realized I'm much more of a creative. Mm-hmm. You know, I took I was a marketing major, and I realized business is not for me. So I realized the creative route is much more in league with what I do or what with where my talents are. There we go. And so. I got my camera, and so I was a part of a fraternity at the time, the Brotherhood of Zeta Beta Tau, and that July 4th, July 4th, 2015 or 16, I brought my DSLR, you know, my camera to our July 4th party, and I just started firing away, and drunk people that I'm friends with aren't going to say no when they have a camera put in their face.
1: They're probably going to say something pretty funny.
0: Oh, yeah, and then also you know women like that too so there's (laughs) that that definitely helped me out throughout college but um, as soon as I got home of course trying to uh, survive from the drinking before I sent everyone their photos and then I passed out and next thing you know it when I woke up to my Instagram I noticed a bunch of tags and I thought oh and then I saw these pictures I'm like yeah I took all this I'm like okay this is pretty cool I guess and then next thing you know it kind of tumbled on to other ZBT events, then it led to other UCF events, and then eventually led to paid grad shoots. And then um, I remember when someone asked me, they were like, Danny, your photos are so good. I want to hire you for my graduation. I thought that's a big mistake.
1: <laughs> so at this point, it's kind of just something you were doing on the side. And then, I mean, eventually you just start seeing, oh, people like this. Correct. That I could keep doing.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, um, it gave me a reason to, you know, be involved in a way where I can fully put myself into whatever event that I'm in. Um, I like, you know, contributing and and involving myself in whatever ways possible. I mean, of course, there are times you just got to step back and be a spectator. But, you know, if I could ever contribute to someone's bettering of the event, you know, why not? Because as you were part of a fraternity. You knew there are a lot of people who like to you know, black out and therefore have no memories. So I guess as a photographer, I was the keeper of the memories.
1: You fill that gap. That's a good angle. I mean, it's, it's a very necessary thing as we all know.
0: You know the fraternity life and therefore, you know, those Seen
1: guys. the scene. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure people love that. Just having that kind of gap to fill, like being able to kind of remember themselves that way and like see all the cool stuff that happened. So I have a question about that, kind of the whole process. What point, uh, kind of as you were going along, did it start to feel like something that could actually become your career rather than just something for fun you were doing on the side?
0: So it eventually got to the point where, um, of course, I started my junior year and then as my my super senior year or fifth year, as, I, as um, most people know it, um, I noticed that you know, I had to be thrown into the job-slash-career world, and I thought, okay, well, you know, I felt like everyone that was successful, quote-unquote, had to be someone money-related, you know, a banker, an accountant, a CEO. I didn't think, you know, everyone kind of, its unfortunate, but everyone kind of craps on the arts, thinking it's not a viable skill. Well, one, life would be more boring without— without the arts and two it is absolutely a skill because those people usually aren't are not skilled artists themselves and they just say it's easy because they saw a kindergartner draw a circle with a red crayon right and so from there i kind of um try i looked in i looked in and i kind of had to like you know do an not an autopsy what's the word i had to do a checklist on myself to see okay what can i possibly go into that would make me not miserable like
1: here are my skills what are my options kind of thing
0: correct for example well well you know there are a lot of people who don't use their college degrees but then you know i knew for a fact i was not going to be an accountant Mm -hmm. i know they're super important but i just know i do not have the mental um the mental capacity to be an accountant
1: i totally get that when i was picking my major i literally i didn't know what i wanted to do i was like probably something business and i looked at the way that UCF had their business degree set up. And it was kind of like from everyone I talked to it was like, all right, the top of the rug is accounting and then there's finance and then there's this and this and this. And I was like, well, I definitely don't want to be an accountant. <laughs> I t- same thing. And so I ended up being a finance major just because I was like, well, next thing down, I guess the way people are telling me about it, I'll try that.
0: And it's kind of ironic too, because don't you kind of run a business with your sister?
1: I do. Yeah. So I, I actually, now I came full circle. I, Did not really want to go into finance as I was going through college because I had an internship where I was in finance and I just didn't really kind of vibe with it that much. I didn't think I would be, you know, happy doing it. And then I got out of college, kind of went on a a whole other journey. I was a personal trainer for a year and a half. Where are you now? I was. Yeah, I I don't know if I mentioned that in our last conversation.
0: I don't think so, but that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm still certified in uh, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. I actually still train this older couple once a week um, that i trained back when I was going into a gym. But COVID hit and I couldn't work anymore in the gym. So I ended up actually going back to get a digital marketing certificate from UCF, just kind of online at home uh, during the pandemic. And then that kind of led me into working in that space and then led further into this. And then I kind of just did some freelance work and different digital marketing stuff and ended up meeting my current business partners and uh, I work. So I have the business with my sister and then I also have a staffing business that I work in where I met my business partners. Look at that through the freelance stuff and just really love the the entrepreneurial world and everything about it.
0: It's funny you mentioned that about how um, being an entrepreneur, you kind of get to network on your own and make your own paths. Because, of course, yeah, um, when you work in an office building, your boss is usually the one making the connections and whatnot. And sometimes they might, you know, give a little tour around the office. But then I realized that one thing that I learned while being a freelance photographer, well, you know, I also became a freelance photographer because I realized people will pay for for photos and people tell me I'm good at it, so why not utilize something that I'm good at to my advantage? Exactly. It's not scummy.
1: No, it's just doing what you do and being rewarded for it.
0: Correct. And the best part is you can meet. This is how I like to think about it. Some not thinking not that they are you know not that I look at them like Mr. Krabs would look at a customer and see you know <laughs> just dollar signs you know ark, 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 yeah. ark, that kind of stuff. <laughs> That's um, a soundbite right there. The Mr. Krabs laugh. <laughs> SpongeBob, you're spending all me money. But... um <laughs> <laughs> but um you can also meet your future clients at other events yeah all you gotta see um i didn't want to curse on here but this is a very simple life lesson that i live by it's don't be a dick
1: yeah it's a good rule
0: it is a good rule really but and it sounds easy but it is so difficult for many people because not gonna lie one thing that i have noticed that like Other jobs that I've noticed in the past is that people like to alpha dog each other. And so therefore, um, it's sure, of course, there has to be some kind of hierarchy. That's just how human societies have always been. That being said, just because you are someone's boss does not mean they are your slave.
1: It's a very important thing to remember, especially if you do have people that are working for you. Because, I mean, when you're managing people, people... People just don't want to be treated like that. And that breeds a lot of resentment if you do treat people like that. And eventually that's going to come back and, you know, that person's going to quit or they're going to just resent you. It it really is not a good strategy for management.
0: Yeah. And especially that person stays in the business. It could also mess the business up. Exactly. If there's all that
1: resentment around and they, they
0: don't feel good about being there. Especially like, for example, if it's a customer service based, um, they might not be, you know, to their boss, they won't show any bad face, but they'll totally take it on the customer.
1: Exactly. And, you know, just in general, you're not going to get the best work out of someone if you're treating them like that. I, in my experience in management, you get the best work out of someone by really elevating them and just show kind of obviously you have to let them know if they're not doing something right but you do it in a nice way and an uplifting way and you also really highlight their strengths when you see them
0: correct you don't it's like you're not there to criticize them you're there to critique them i know they sound very similar but the intention is what is what's really the difference because one is more like hey i'd want to see you get better it's just that I just see these couple things, but besides that, you're doing a fantastic job. Whereas the other one is, you're an absolute piece of garbage. How dare you even work for me? Why am I even having you on my payroll?
1: And you would think that, I mean, it's it's all just the same message, but it is so important, the imp- the approach that you go about it. And just the, the way you deliver the message is
0: going to have all the difference. And that's why communication is key, which kind of goes back to us podcasting, speaking of which...
1: Definitely wanted to get into the podcasting. And as kind of a segue um, getting into it, there was one thing you had said before that I wanted to touch back on. You mentioned that you see yourself as more of a creative. I'm curious how you you would describe being a creative and what that means to you.
0: (laughs) So I have a very simplistic way of saying it. I'm great at the ideas and bringing things to life. But when it comes to making money off of it, that's where I'm stumped.
1: Makes sense. The business side of it is just not what you
0: enjoy necessarily. Correct. I know it's necessary, but that's the thing. It's like I don't have any money to pay anyone right now to be a business partner because otherwise I would absolutely have one. It's just that I remember I was watching one of your clips about delegation and I realized delegate. Don't get me wrong. I read this one book called The, the, the Principles for Success. I forgot who what the guy's name was, but he was the writer for chicken noodle for the, so- for the soul books. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, so, and one of the things that I remember from that book was delegate your task, but then I'm thinking, well, that's kind of impossible nowadays because no one's going to be given a task unless they want some kind of compensation for it. It's true.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's definitely a stage of any new business. I mean, unless you have a business partner that wants to go in on it with you and put in just that sweat equity for a while without earning money, which is, it's tough to come by. It's, very rare but unless you have that um it really is just there's a long period of just growing it until it's profitable i mean for example in you know the business that the staffing business that i have right now i had some other stuff happening that was bringing in some income luckily so i was able to do this but i me and my and one of my other business partners took our first checks from the business about two weeks ago and we started in September. Oh, well, we muscle had our first contract in September and it took like seven months before we felt like we were ready to actually take a check from it. So you just have to you have to kind of be wary of that if you are getting into business.
0: Yeah. And not going to lie, I still have some troubles with my business, especially in that regard, especially not the legality issues, but, you know, just the whole forms things and, you know, taxes. That stuff's not fun, but it's an evil It's a necessary evil.
1: I could probably help you with some of that stuff.
0: I appreciate it. A lot of experience with it. Well, hopefully I can get some money to pay towards your way. I wouldn't want to waste your time, bud.
1: Oh, no, no. I'll help you out. You're the man. So getting back to podcasting. Yes. So you have had your podcast now for about. I want to say you said seven, seven seven-ish months, something like that. Yep.
0: I I officially started posting episodes in October, um, but I started filming like back in August, September, because just like you, um, when it comes to my podcast, you know, everyone's, everybody wants a podcast nowadays, but one, who's actually able to put in the work and two, who's able to stay consistent. Those are the two things that really make people stand up. It's what... It's what stops you from being like, I don't know what's one podcast that has a single episode, but you know that's the difference between someone who has a mic rambling versus Joe Rogan.
1: There was a crazy statistic that you brought up when we talked before on your
0: podcast. That's right. There it are over just, how many? Yeah, over two million uh, podcasts in the ether, but only forty nine percent have more than one episode.
1: That's crazy. More than one episode, and it's literally half of them.
0: That's right. So that that means we're both part of the upper forty nine percent.
1: It's a good place to be. It's a good place to be. Hopefully, we'll keep climbing that and be in the top one percent at some point. But
0: absolutely.
1: So you've been at this a little bit longer than I have. Obviously, I'm about maybe three months in now. What are some of the biggest kind of shifts that you've had along the course of your journey as a podcaster?
0: Okay, so I would say it's a pretty big um, shift, not only for me professionally wise, you know, uh, knocking up, you know, not knocking up, but uh, tuning up my skills, but also. It allowed me to build more confidence. Yeah. So how I see my podcast is that it's under my media company, Danny Candid Media LLC. So, you know, you have my photography, videography, and then you have my podcasting. You know, that's just something fun. And, you know, since it is, you know, media, you know, it allows me to encompass much more of what I can put it under. For example, that's why I never made it Danny Candid, Danny Corenter Photography because personally, I think your name plus photography is a little basic. I mean, granted, you know, some people they just have unique names for some people that just works for them. I'm like, okay, that's just for me, though, for Danny Corenter's sake, I think it's basic for me. That being I st- think your buddy.
1: branding is great, by the way. How because, so? Well, you've got your initials, right? DK, mm. Danny Corenter. And then Danny Candid is your brand. It's candid, like a candid picture camera. So it's all very aligned.
0: So my fraternity brothers actually called me that because those are the kind of photos I get of them. So that's actually where the name came from. It's
1: a great name. I mean, it's it's just enough of your name, but then with the, you know, you've got your initials still, so branding consistency, and then something very related to the photography industry that kind of evokes that that thought of candidness. I, I love it. I think it's a
0: great brain. Appreciate it. Noah Gilman, thank you very much for the name.
1: That's <laughs> a <laughs> shout out. And then you've got Big DK Energy, your podcast.
0: That's right. So I know this is supposed to be professional podcast. So um, no, it is not Big Dick Energy. Of course, <laughs> that's what it's supposed to look like. But you know, like he, like Brody just mentioned, my, name, my initials are DK. So I was thinking might as well be cheeky with them because everyone loved saying Donkey Kong growing up. And I'm like, okay, let me see how... This can work out. And then, um, and then actually recently I've been making it kind of a point to start to network with more local podcasters. So, if anything, this is helping me achieve my goals. So,
1: here we go. I'm trying to do the same thing. I think building the, uh, the Orlando podcaster community is an awesome thing.
0: Yeah. Cause right now I don't think it's even existent. It's just a few podcasters here and there, but it's like there's no coalition that we can all band together and help each other out.
1: It's getting started now, it's exciting stuff. So so as you're kind of going along, um, you mentioned the shift of just becoming more confident. When did you start noticing that was happening for you? And what did that kind of feel like for you?
0: This sounds really simple. But when I had all the pieces together and I finally finished recording my first episode, that's where the confidence came in. Because um, I've been in the media industry for six to seven years ever since school. And like every single skill that I had accumulated up until this point, I it kind of kind of just came to me like in jimmy neutron the brain blast literally yeah. everything just hits you like in a eureka moment that's where it was kind of like oh crap this is actually happening uh, then no longer is this a dream saying i'm going to podcast i am podcast mm-hmm. and of course you know life happens and whatnot and um that's you know life happens and you know whether that's you know somebody's not getting on their podcast or whatnot and even if it is you know, we're all human, you know, stuff comes and goes. It's just that, um, right now I'm kind of in a quote unquote recovery phase from COVID both financially, mentally, um, confidence-wise as well. Are. Yeah. Okay. It, well, I'm glad to know I'm not the only one. No,
1: you're definitely not the only one. I mean, it, it hit people really hard. It really did. It completely changed my life and so many people's lives. I mean, it, I had to completely change what I was doing
0: yeah it's a whole shift in everyone's life kind of like what you just asked me about you know that whole thing it's yeah when it comes to podcasting you know everybody sounds it sounds like almost everybody has a podcast nowadays well obviously we just debunked that it's just actually putting in the work and realizing all of my skills have come together to put on a production piece and then I finally put it on YouTube and that's you know you putting yourself out there onto any kind of platform is super brave, in my opinion, because you're at the mercy of good people as well as trolls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially YouTube, I've noticed. I mean, I remember I got my first negative comment on my like my fifth interview that I posted. I was just like, whoa, what did there's it say? some I can't remember what it said. It was something like. It was something that was, like, really, really digging, just trying to be mean. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember seeing it and just being like, wow, this is just some random person that decided to take five seconds out of their day just to be mean to someone online.
0: He, do, do you want a little secret? He, he helped you because any kind of comments, any kind of... um. Reactions, you know interactions with your with any kind of your content makes makes the algorithm work in your favor. So by that guy commenting he actually made you look better. Just feeling the algorithm thanks thanks random user whatever your name was. See with that kind of mindset, I can't ever lose.
1: I think it's a great mindset to have.
0: It's just that it's people will lose in life. I've lost plenty and I've got my ass handed to me. but you know what that's the only way you're gonna mature and do better in the future because not anything good ever comes easy
1: agreed and we were talking about just how many podcasts do not remain consistent it's a huge it's a huge huge thing with podcasting that you've got to be consistent you got to just keep at it i feel like the mindset that you have that you're mentioning there is something that will allow you to just continue to keep up with it no matter what life throws at you
0: correct and you know another reason i've been able to stay so consistent at it though is because you know with some with you know with stuff extracurricular you know more than just what we make money off of and what just us living. You know, I looked at, you know, you, I watch all the success in business, you know, podcast, not podcast, but like Insta streams and, you know, all their posts. And most of the time it says you got to make some sacrifices. And unfortunately I decided to sacrifice my sleep because the three to four hours that I lose are three to four hours that I'm working on my podcast. And if you're wondering why I'm almost – Actually, 32 or 33 is about to go up in about an hour or two. But that's the reason why. I mean, sure, people like you need to sleep, but I'm like, I got a show to put out. Sorry.
1: Yeah. You just have to, you have to stay consistent, stay with your schedule. I think you're even a little bit more regimented than me. I mean, you put yours out at a very specific time every week. I usually, I'm kind of trying to settle into that because finding my footing after like three months, um, just try to stay consistent, but it's so important. You're doing it though.
0: I totally see. I see. I see all your clips on um, my Insta and my uh, uh, TikTok feed, and that's just you putting out content, which means you're putting you're putting a little bit of yourself out there, Brody. And I have a question for you. Whenever you post a clip like that, how do you feel? Do you feel scared? Do you feel confident?
1: That's an interesting question. There are some I would say where ed- the cool thing about the way I do my clips is a lot of times, most of the time, I would say it's not me talking as much. It's kind of the guest. So I'm kind of relying on the guest that I had on to be the one putting out the information. And I feel really good about their information because I've kind of handpicked it from the interview.
0: Correct. And, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it's kind of like, hmm, how would I describe this? I guess now that I think about it, you, have you ever heard of the Divine Comedy by Dante Alighieri? I haven't. So no. it's a very it's a very famous book from an Italian. Su- sorry, I put I just put Italian and Renaissance together. Italians, anyway. The Italian he's a Renaissance that writer. Could be a word. Yeah, right. Italian. Italians. Italians, right? <laughs> so um, Dante Alighieri was from Florence, I believe. And uh, during the time of the Renaissance, he um, did not like a lot of people in politics and the church and whatnot. So what he did was he wrote these three books. And uh, the first one was called. Um, so the whole series is called the Divine Comedy, but it's split up in two into three parts. It's um, um, Inferno, Parad- Parad- paradise the Limbo, and then Paradiso. And so um, Inferno is where um, Dante Alighieri, not in real life though, you know, in a story, he he visits the nine circles of hell with Virgil. How I see you as a host is like. You know, Virgil is not affected by any of the demons that come his way. He's literally guiding Dante Alighieri. He's like a neutral party sort of thing. So I see you as being kind of the guide, like um, like Virgil is to your guest who is Dante, the one telling the story. You're just there to kind of just be a conduit of getting their information out into the ether that is the world. I really
1: like that way of picturing it. That's kind of how I... I had never thought it out in those specific terms, but that's kind of the way I see it, too, is I just want to be kind of a... F- a facilitator of what I feel like is very interesting and helpful educational information.
0: Correct. You know, it's like in an MMA fight. I don't want to be either guys talking. I, don't want, I want to be Joe Rogan making color commentary. You know exactly. what I mean?
1: Exactly. Much less brain damage that way. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so one thing I, I guess we could kind of like get into podcasting a little bit. You te- You mentioned that you do everything on your own right now. Yeah. And for those who are not involved in podcasting, that is actually a very difficult thing to do. Really? I've had some people help me out. I had a friend that had run a few and kind of taught me everything I knew. You had the media background, but you still kind of undertook this thing completely on your own. And and I can't even say that. I mean, I, I had a lot of help kind of getting into it.
0: Yeah, but... What I are
1: some of the things behind that?
0: Well, one, I don't see a crew here. It's literally just you. So please don't dock yourself for not... Ha- the feeling like you haven't done enough. You've done plenty, Mr. Vincent, first of all. And second of all, I completely forgot your question. I'm so sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I was kind of just saying like, I guess we could talk about a little bit of the specifics. So you mentioned you do it all on your own. What is What does the process of doing a podcast look like from beginning to end? I guess I'd never even really hit you with a question, but what does it look like from kind of the inception of having a guest come in to putting out the final product?
0: Hmm. Well, here's the thing. I, this, I guess this is my tailored answer for that question because honestly, all podcasts vary depending on what their goals are. However, I would say the first is—is is it just how I do it, or is it—or is this for like someone who wants to start a podcast? Like overall,
1: I guess the process for you, and then I mean, it could just be helpful to anyone that wants to start. We could kind of get into some tips for people that are getting into it and starting afterwards. But I'm curious what the process is for you.
0: Okay, so my current process is. Besides when I'm editing um, episodes on my computer, how I go about it, because so my show is Big DK Energy. And so, of course, besides being a funny name, I realized that I wanted to be entertain, entertaining yet wholesome in some kind of sense. You know, it's not meant to make people feel bad. It's not meant to, you know, shock value. It's meant to be... You know, you could get a laugh out of it, but but, you know, it's not at someone else's expense.
1: Just feel good, wholesome entertainment.
0: Correct. Exactly. Or at least that's what I aim for. And so when I when I bring on guests, I try to think of, okay, who is someone? It doesn't have to be anyone famous. Who has someone who is someone that's doing more in their life than just the absolute bare minimum of just working and going home? You know, who has more of a passion to do something in their life more than what they were maybe even thought of? And um, also, it's not just people like that. It's also people who, you know, contribute to society as a whole. For example, I'm the current episode that I'm working on right now, um, the woman is a child life specialist for the John Hopkins Hospital in Tampa. Whereas in an earlier episode, I had my friend who is an in-home therapist for children in the foster care system. And see, the thing is that, sure, those things are always topics of like, oh, you know, people can feel really inspired about about that but you know i'm not here to inspire you know i'm here to show you case an individual that i think is interesting and maybe you can get inspired by what they do to help out society as a whole
1: that's awesome so that's kind of the selection process when you're thinking about like the types of people that you would like to have on
0: correct or it's also people that i know can just talk really well because not gonna lie i just had an actually this episode coming out today is just me kicking back with my bud um just talking about anime and hip-hop but you know what Sometimes you need someone just you just need a good friend to just have a good conversation with because sometimes your best sometimes your closest friends are the the people that you can bounce ideas off of and get give you your own best ideas
1: 100 percent. my first guest is one of my best friends that has been a friend of mine since like middle school oh wow that's kind of how i started is just interviewing my friends that i have really good conversations with and find interesting and from there it's kind of expanded you know as you get going people suggest other guests for you to have
0: absolutely and your friends are a great source for that too because then they're like oh i have someone else and then also not gonna lie of course you know some people are i call myself a self-proclaimed podcast host nowadays but then surprisingly some people be like oh you have a podcast and you know excuse me they'll actually be interested in what you have to say i'm thinking oh this is just fun for me you know i'm not joe rogan or anything but feel free to listen if you want to
1: yeah it is kind of interesting. So what w- what is kind of your networking process? Do you try to keep it as natural as possible? Is, like for podcasting specifically, I guess. Do you try to keep it just kind of like as natural, whoever you think of that you think would be interesting? Or are you kind of seeking out guests that you'd like to have?
0: So when it comes to Networking for my podcast, for finding guests. I guess it kind of goes back to my rule of don't be a dick. Because when you when you make yourself cold to any certain type of people, granted, let me put this as a disclaimer: you're not going to be nice to everyone you ever meet. That is completely okay because it's it's unreasonable to think otherwise. But um, when I am in a good mood, you know, I'm never looking for anything antagonistic. I just talk to people and based and. Honestly, you'll come to learn this too as you go down the line about podcasting, but you become a much better communicator and you kind of just enter into the host mindset even when you're not even trying. So you tend to ask questions that might be slightly different than what a normal person might conversate with. And so with some of those questions, you can get certain answers out of people that from there I can honestly find podcast worthy.
1: I like that point because that actually kind of ties into why I decided to start a podcast in the first place so I actually just started thinking that you know I I knew a little bit about it just from like having a friend that was doing some on the side and everything so I I started getting interested in it I've always listened to a lot of podcasts so I had interest in them for for years getting into this but I started just kind of realizing that I naturally when I talk to people would just get really into the weeds and I would talk about like their background, like, what they did for a living. And I was like, huh, this could be a podcast. Like, if I just had interesting people on and talked about what they did for a living, could make for some kind of podcast. And I just realized that that's naturally kind of, like, how I enjoyed talking to people the most. So, I mean, selfishly, I I just like talking to people like that and learning more about people. So I thought it might as well be a podcast.
0: Look at that. and now you, And now you're coming up on... Three months, like you said, right?
1: Three months, yeah. this was, uh, Soon to be four? Soon to be four, yeah. This will be episode number... Let's see. Well, March, April. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, going into June will be like my fourth month.
0: Look at that, see? And four whole months. That doesn't sound like a lot of time, but that's a whole third of a year.
1: And it flew by. I mean, it just... As soon as I got into it.
0: it That's exactly something I recognized when you're podcasting. It's because, you know, you have a a weekly deadline. They send to go by much quicker.
1: Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I find myself really looking forward to that day. So I had same day of the week, every week I put out my
0: episode. Or if you're really behind, you're like, fuck,
1: it's almost Wednesday. Exactly, exactly. I definitely have come up on points uh, I try to kind of batch record my episodes whenever I can. Smart. If I have an opportunity to record a few in a week, I'll <coughs> definitely take it because then you get a little bit in the tank and you're not really struggling to, you know, have your plan go out and, and stick with your schedule. Filming is half the battle. It is. But there's there's definitely been a couple of times where I came up on that deadline. And I was like, OK, I have one podcast going out in two days. I did to record something else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> actually, that that happened to me on my sixth on my six month mark. Actually, literally on the exact which I started on ten twenty, which was four twenty was six months a nice. <laughs> good <laughs> so, six month mark. I know, right? But um, unfortunately, I didn't get my episode into the day afterwards because not gonna lie, I got, li- like I said, life happened to me, and I just got so swamped with you know just trying to financially recover from the past few years that. It eventually caught up to my podcasting, but you know what? It's okay because I got the ep- episode out. You know, a day later rather than a week later, and uh, you just got to find some way to get back onto some kind of semblance. I know that sounds super easy, you know, because I'm saying it, but to put it into actual reality, once it's not, it's not that it's easy to do. It's just that it's so much more rewarding once you get it done.
1: Absolutely, I think there's a really good point in what you were just talking about. Is just the getting back on the horse and getting back to it. That I've noticed kind of transfers over to, into everything you do. That's a huge thing. You know, going back to my experience as a personal trainer, that's something I really learned through that. That people struggle with is you know, exercise as an example for that is you know, you're trying to stick with a routine for your exercise and then you miss a day and you get all discouraged and then don't want to get back to it. It's the same thing with any kind of work you do. I mean, it's all just like. Sticking with the schedule, maintaining some kind of consistency. And if you do miss something, not getting discouraged and just getting back on the horse and getting back to it and realizing in the grand scheme of things, the long run, missing one day is not going to be the death of you.
0: Correct. As long as you have, unless you don't accidentally start like a world war or something like that, I'm sh- you're going to be fine.
1: And I don't think putting on your podcast out of day late will ever start a world war. Okay. I hope not. Hopefully not.
0: <laughs> That'd be, you know, I, If that were to ever happen, I don't know if I'd be appalled or somewhat honored. You know what I mean? Because that seems so ludicrous that it's like, you know, not that I ever expected this to happen, but for the fact that it only happened once at all is weird.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that would be pretty insane. So kind of going back to what we were talking about before, I wanted to go into maybe a couple tips for podcasters. So just over the experience that you've had uh, over the last seven or eight months that you've been in it, what are some tips that you would give to someone that is thinking about starting a
0: podcast, or maybe is in the early stages of one? Okay, well, the first step is absolutely what you did, and that is batch record before you actually put something out. See, when I was going through a rough time in my life, I read a book that really changed my life, and it's called "Ego is the Enemy" by Ryan Holiday. We talked
1: about this a little before on your podcast. That's yeah, right. I need to so, check that out.
0: So, um, I'll give you. I have the hard copy. If you need me to just let you borrow it.
1: Sure, love to.
0: Awesome. So um that book is one of the most important to me because it kind of taught me that everything in my life was my fault and you know no one no one ever wants to admit that something is their fault. I mean, but it's come to the point where it's like it's kind of like alcoholics anonymous, not saying that I ever went, but the first step in getting in solving a problem is to first identify that there is one in the first place. And so I kind of after reading that book, I kind of did I kind of did some self-checking And I realized that I was being a little, I was being a little turd. And you know, I thought that the world revolved around me. I blamed a lot of things, my parents, and I was not getting where I wanted to. So I realized, okay, maybe this isn't the way that I should live my life. And so even though that it really kicked my ego in the nads, I forgave my parents, even though they did did nothing wrong. And from there, I truly began to heal and start to progress forward as a person. So Working on your personal self is definitely important, So, but coming back to the ego thing is one thing that I read from there is that one reason why people um, announce that they're going to start a podcast and they end up being the people who only get one episode out and never follow through is because they already got the gratification of the congratulations, you know, good lucks when they already said I'm going to do this because it's always a huge announcement when someone has a big project planned and they tell it to every one of their friends and family, you know, good luck, no one wishes you any bad harm. But then again, um, it's it's instant gratification and some people, that's all they're looking for. Whereas us two, we're actually serious about this craft. So therefore, we're going to batch record and we're not going to put any, or at least it was in my mind that I wasn't going to put any kind of hype out because i feel like if i put any kind of hype out that it would have killed my momentum but then again with my with me being on the autism spectrum with my asperger's that's me concretely thinking because when i spoke to my sister saying is not me promoting my podcast before it goes out a little egotistical she goes no because you want people to know about your your show it's just that you just can't be saying oh i'm going you know in the future i have planned uh you know Wiz khalifa and snoop you know like 20 years from now that kind of stuff okay because obviously i think you'll get Wiz and snoop <laughs> i appreciate it man <laughs> sorry if i'm going on a ramble but so that's so um batch recording and batch recording not making any kind of marketing until you have four episodes in the tank
1: I think that's the exact amount I had. It's funny you say that. It's a whole month.
0: So yeah. that gives you a whole month buffer to, you know, see where you want to go with the podcast and whatnot. Another tip I would say is learn video editing. And lear- and if you don't know already, learn audio editing. So why I say video editing, even though that podcasts are usually listened to, is because in the era, in the era of now where... Videos can be put up on audio streaming platforms. I mean, you know, this isn't this isn't a nudge against people who can't see, but a lot of things are visual. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, media
1: is going in a very visual direction.
0: Correct. And like I said, not to knock anyone who has vision impairments or are completely blind. I mean, you know, that's why we have audio so that you can be accommodated and can be included with us. It's just that. One, editing is usually one of the biggest skills that people need, but yet are not fully available. And two, if you learn how to do that on your own, you can save yourself a, a crap ton of money.
1: Absolutely. I would say the part of the kind of subtext of what you were talking about with the video editing is include video on your podcast if you can. I mean, if you have the ability, if you can scrounge together a couple bucks for a camera, there, you can find a cheap camera on Facebook Marketplace. That's what I did. Just found one second hand that someone had used.
0: Exactly. Literally just put your face up there. You don't need a, a five camera setup, you know, with every angle based off every single word I'm talking. You just need to have your face up there and then of course, as people progress through your show—not yours, but you know, just in general—you'll. Some people might notice that you're in a much, you're, you know, you're 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 in your own podcast studio with a much nicer equipment than you can finally say, "Hey guys, thanks to, to everyone who's been tuning in and watching." Now, as you can see, we've finally upgraded, so exactly. it's kind of showing progression as well.
1: That's very true. That's a good point. And uh, another point about that is, I I don't remember if I heard this before I got into it or what, but. Th- nowadays, with uh, with Instagram and TikTok, some vast majority of people that are kind of scrolling through Instagram and TikTok, which is where a lot of podcasts get found nowadays with just the little clips that you put out, the vast majority, I believe, are actually going through without volume on. A lot of times people are at work or something like that. So just having that visual aspect to it, having some captions on it.
0: I was literally actually else. about to say another um, tip I have is put your captions on your clips because sure they take a lot more time, but if people can read, you know, not everyone will be able to always hear your clips, but if people can at least read what you're going to say, they will have some, they, have a, they will have a better chance of like watching it, especially like if you start off with like, I don't know, I like to start my with clickbaity titles. And so
1: you've got to, as part of the game, it, I do the same thing. Exactly. So yeah, one thing that has been kind of surprising uh, for me is a few people that I've talked to about doing the clips in particular were just very, very thrown by the fact that there are softwares now that you can just have automatically subtitle things.
0: That's right. I mean, the captions are trust are not 100% accurate. Trust me, I've I've dealt with it. In fact, so much so that in Premiere, I, w- I am willing to go through every single word just to make sure that it is correct.
1: You have to, yeah. I have to do the same thing with the way I do it. You have to kind of go through and just change stuff. I mean... It, it i would say in general it, it picks up maybe 60 to 70% at least yeah. accurate so you have to go back in and change it but even just the placing everything in the right spots and all the timing and everything being done for you on the on the front end is a massive help
0: oh absolutely and actually i just thought about a robin william quote that kind of relates to this because obviously if if you will have people will know if you have good clips based on how i i see subtitles as like a parameter of how good clips are because by you putting in the time to make sure that every word is correct that means you're putting in every um extra time into making sure that your podcast or podcast episode or clip is as best as it can be and there was this old movie that robin williams used to be in called the dead poet society and so it was this teacher who um, wanted to inspire a young group of men at a boarding school, I think is where he was at. And so he mentioned, since he was an English teacher, he's like, you're not very sad. You're morose. You're not very happy. You're elated. And the, this is a really rough translation of what the quote was, but it's just or this is what he kind of said. It's just that, you know, in language, it's just like wooing ladies. Uh, laziness will not do.
1: That's a great quote. Laziness will not do. It's It's never going to take you to that next level. I mean, really, the the best of the best are the ones that are getting in there, getting in the details and being very detail-oriented with with what they put out. So I feel like that's a really good note. What is
0: your favorite
1: part about podcasting, would you say? My favorite part about podcasting?
0: Hmm. You know, that's a really good question because I'll tell you one thing, it's not the editing. (laughs) Yeah,
1: the editing is a lot of work, I'll tell you what.
0: I will say, though, it's like... Okay, so it's like I'm not the biggest people person, but I just know how to talk to people. And it's just that just having the opportunity to finally learn something else from someone new is just um, it's – d- I'm not eager for it, but I just know it can happen based on who I know. And so from there, it's like it's kind of giving me plus one XP for like every person that I talk to and plus – um, with my podcast, I travel. So it gives me a reason to just, you know, go to other places because it's not like oh, I'm just here to vacation. I'm not here to go to the tourist trap. But, you know, it gives me a reason to, you know, come to a different part of the country. You know, for example, I've been to Tampa. I've been to South Florida. I've been to um, Chattanooga, Tennessee and um, some t- and. What's really cool is that sometimes you can get a really nice background and even though that podcasts are meant to be listened if they're watched, um, in my in one of my most recent episodes with my friend who is a personal trainer, we were in downtown Tampa and so you could see all the cars passing by as we I were saw
1: speaking. that one. That was pretty cool. I was wondering where that was. So downtown Tampa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really cool, actually. I hadn't seen an outdoor one for me yet, but I, I thought that was a cool little change of pace. And Made I should think about doing one.
0: Oh, you totally should. In fact, um, if you get like my, my personal, my specific Zoom recorder, because all it takes is two AA batteries, um, I even did a podcast on the beach.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, that that's a good reason to get a, one of those little mobile ones.
0: That's right. You yeah, know, I'm why sure. not go? Why not? Um, spread your message out to the world in whatever way possible, especially since you have you just got back from traveling yourself.
1: I did, yeah. I went on a pretty crazy trip, actually. Was, Where did
0: you uh, go exactly? You went to Iceland? You went to Tunisia, then Iceland?
1: So, um, Tenerife. It's a, an island in uh, the Canary Islands. It's the main one of the Canary Islands. Okay. Um, so, Tenerife... Morocco and Iceland oh no really
0: way. random combination that is a random converse. that is a really random com- combination
1: and so the the reason for that is it kind of just came together I mean my my friend was the one that kind of initially planned it and then invited me on it but the reason that it kind of came together that way is it turns out that it's you know to to fly all the way to Tenerife uh, from here I believe is like a thousand dollars but maybe maybe even just slightly under slightly over but to fly to iceland and then to tenerife was like 1100 so i mean you can you can knock off two major things that way and you wouldn't necessarily think to combine those but he somehow just found that and you know combining those two you can get two major different countries in about the same amount of cost as going to one of them interesting so we did that and then from tenerife to morocco was eleven dollars that's it eleven dollars well each way but an eleven dollar flight so it was like a no-brainer to add so we kind of had the the bones of it from there and then we just planned you know as many things as we could find in each place we ended up driving something like i think four thousand miles combined between all the different places it was a 17-day trip and we were just kind of driving the whole time we rented cars the whole time and you know all in it it wasn't a super pricey trip because we were able to just find like cheap ways to do things
0: well i got to do that because i feel like because I like, for example, I only went to well the second time for Korea. You know, my it was kind of a graduation gift for my parents. So you know, thank you for that. But like the first time I went to Korea, um, I had no choice because my dad was in the army. So it's not like we it's not like we were there because we were living on. You know, we were going to go visit my parents. They were we were going to live a life of luxury No, we were living on an army base.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So not exactly the experience you would think if you're trying to see the whole country and everything, it's a little more contained.
0: Correct. But eventually I did see it um, when I graduated. And so, um, you know, there were some cool things about Korea. So the fact that I, the fact that I wasn't a, a toddler when I went back secondly, so therefore I was actually able to appreciate it. But the only thing that made me really sad was the fact that my mom never taught me Korean. Even being from there, I totally forgot the reason why. But essentially, it wasn't. Uh, so she passed away when I was much younger. However, it was my halmoni, my grandmother, who died during. Not, I don't know. If she died of COVID specifically, but she died during the pandemic, and so it I was with her. That. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Just like with your father, you know. I'm sorry Thanks. to hear about that. Of course. And so, um, when she died, I kind of, it kind of hurt me because, I, you know, the last time I saw her was when I was in Korea. But be- even so, when I lived there. I was like two. So if anything, there was like a solid 20-year gap bef- between those two times, and yet I couldn't speak to any of my Korean family. And the thing is that, of course, love is a is a universal language that breaks all barriers. However, unfortunately, the language barrier was a real thing. So it was actually after my grandmother died that I started taking Korean lessons off this, Duol- off this app called Duolingo. And so it's actually to the point right now that eventually one of my far-fetched bucket bucket list items is i want to do an entire podcast in korean that would be pretty cool maybe even in korea i mean if i could if i can find some way to fly on my setup over there without uh, signaling the authorities sure exactly
1: that's something i'm gonna start looking into soon actually because going back to the travel thing in general you know traveling for podcasting I've experienced the same thing. I'm actually, whenever I'm thinking about going on trips now, I'm thinking of it through the lens of, okay, could I interview someone on that trip? Exactly. How can I set up an interview with this?
0: It's giving you something to do, but at the same time, it's a little bit more fun because you're not doing anything that will, like, drag, you, make you tired at the end of the day. You know, you enjoy this. I can definitely (laughs) see that through your clips, and I can tell it through your demeanor right here. You genuinely enjoy doing
1: this. Likewise with yours. It's a very energizing thing.
0: Well, hope so. I mean, energy is part of the name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Very true. You've got the big DK energy yourself.
0: You do as well. I I already I already uh, proclaimed you. (laughs) Well, thank you. Um,
1: Any other tips that you have for someone kind of going through it Mm -hmm. or getting into it?
0: Actually, I have one. Become good at active listening. That's huge. That is huge.
1: Could you describe what you mean by active listening? Certainly. And how you would implement that?
0: Certainly, even though I kind of did a bad example right there because what I... Okay, so obviously people know what the word listen means. However, some people like to talk, especially, you know, not going to lie, I was not a big podcast fan growing up because there are some people that I felt like just spoke to just talk and then I always thought what would make my word different? What makes my word more special than this person's that I can be out on the ether? But you know what? Screw it. Even if you aren't, just put it out there. But when it comes to active listening fully listened, fully listening to your guests and getting every single ounce of information out of them is crucial because it is from the details that they give me that I kind of formulate my own questions on the fly. So for example, if you're asking, if I ask you, hey Brody, what do you like to do during your spare time? And then you're like, oh, I like to hang out with friends and I also like to do kickboxing. Oh, and that's like kickboxing. Not too many people do about that. Let's, you know, it's like a big tree and that was like its first root and then it kind of just spreads out into other roots and then down and down and down until it's like you know five miles deep into the soil and then from there that's a whole conversation that kind of leads to a whole podcast but the thing is that you can't get to that first level without you can't get to that first level of detail if you don't listen to what the other person has to say
1: and it allows you to have a very natural conversation too right because if you have just if you're thinking about nothing but the questions you want to ask or the things that you or your response or your response, then you can't really have a natural flow of a conversation because you missed everything that they were talking about and you're probably just gonna change the subject.
0: Yeah and don't get me wrong, I'm no master at it whatsoever. you know it's kind of I kind of learned I kind of learned about active listening in parallel with the whole ego thing because you know people with egos they want to hear themselves speak because they think they're the hottest pieces of crap ever. But that whereas someone who is trying to knock their ego off a little bit, which is like, okay, you know, which I, is what I'm trying to do, I won't ever become perfect at it because I'm only human. Um, at least your ego, by keeping it down a little bit, you can kind of have to hear what the other person has to say. And from there, that's where the better conversations come from because conversations should be balanced although I feel like I'm talking my head off on this one so I'm sorry about that
1: that's kind of the I try to keep the nature of my podcast that way so you you do not have to feel bad about that at all I honestly like for myself to be a little more in the background of them because I really like to have people on just so that they can bring interesting information to the table I feel like it's just it's better for the podcast it's yeah, you know, I, I can talk about what I do, but really, ultimately, at the end of the day, I'm trying to have someone on to bring a unique perspective
0: to. Of it. course. And actually, here's another tip that I actually just got for myself. It's that it's not being aggressive and taking control of the conversation, but, you know, it's like, don't be afraid to put a little bit of you out there. If you hear something and, you know, you can feel it, empathize with it, don't, you know, it's like we're still trying to figure it out. You know, when is the proper time to, quote unquote, interrupt? But then again, don't be afraid to put yourself out there, Brody. thank you let the people you know obviously people want to listen to a podcast so they can get some information out of it but then you know the host is just as important as the content of the podcast that's how i see it so you know you're a great facilitator you're great at asking questions you know and you and you've been plugging little bits of you know what you do as well so i think that right there is just a good balance of yin and yang in terms of podcasting
1: It really is all about just finding that balance. And speaking of what you said about, you know, putting a little bit of you out there and kind of having your own flavor to the podcast, what are, um, maybe, what's a good way to kind of figure out if you, you know, for someone even that maybe just thinks they could find themselves in podcasting, because it's something that you went through as you were getting into it, something that I went through when I was getting into it. What is a good way to kind of frame the, the angle that you want to come into it at, because really one thing that I felt like was really important as I was getting into podcasting was just having, having some kind of perspective or angle that I was going into it on and, and not just not just being about talking. You mentioned your angle is kind of just having people on that have a, a, that certain quality that you're looking for, the energy and the, the interest about something. What would you say is kind of the process of figuring that out for yourself and and how did you figure that out for yourself?
0: That's a really good question. I actually don't know where to begin to start with that.
1: It was a lot of questions.
0: No, no, no. A lot. It, it's like it was all one cohesive question. So I guess what you're trying to ask me is how do I approach
1: like how did you approach figuring out your angle of being a podcaster?
0: Well, first, I think a very important one, as simple as it is, is just you have to figure out what you want to talk about first. I mean, of course, people want to talk about everything, you know, but that's the problem is that if you make if you spread yourself out too thin, your show kind of comes watered down with it. So and that's the thing. I've somehow, without me knowing, have been able to build a podcast in which I can make it as diverse as possible. But it's because of that at the end of the show, I mentioned why someone has big DK energy. That kind of what wraps up everything and kind of gives the show its own flair. Whereas when it comes to trying to create your own podcast, I would say look at what makes you unique and try to build off of that. I know that's such a very plain piece of advice but that's only really the only way you can think of it because this is how i think of it you can watch as many videos on how to start a podcast you know what equipment you know what, how to be a better talker but here's the here's the thing some you there's just some talent that you have to like somehow you know foster or either you have it or you don't but you have to find some way to bring it out because that kind of right there is your job security
1: it really is, and it's the thing that's going to differentiate you in the sea of podcasts that we find ourselves in.
0: Correct, because, like I said, people some there are some there are some great podcasters out there, and there are some podcasters that are have literally only started a show just to hear themselves talk.
1: And you do not want to be that. Correct. What was it that made you decide? Because there's, you know, there's two kind of broad categories of podcasting, right? There are like solo podcasts, where it's just someone kind of going on to talk about maybe some subject matter or even just talk about their day you know a lot of comedians go on and they'll have a solo podcast just to kind of do like daily rants and stuff like that those those can work really well and then interview shows can work really well what was it that kind of made you decide that you wanted to go with the interview kind of format
0: well one knowing me it's not that i don't work well with others it's just that I kind of this is a fault of mine, but it's just that I feel like I need to do everything on my own because it's like I feel like if I do bump with somebody else, then they're going to I feel like it would just kind of melt down to something worse. And I'm like, and I've already kind of dealt with something like that already. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want this to happen again.
1: Fair enough. Any uh, any other kind of parting tips or anything that you would have as you know someone getting into the podcasting space?
0: I would say find some hosting site to, you know, put your podcast episodes on. For example, I use Anchor. And so that is, so when you see podcasts on Spotify or Apple, well, actually Apple's a little bit different, but on Spotify, for example, you don't actually post your podcast directly to Spotify. You give it to what is called a hosting site. And from there, you put all your information in and from there they connect your url or your content to whatever platform that you're trying to stream out to and then it will automatically put it up there so you know when you schedule your podcast for 5 p.m on a wednesday it will show up on 5 p.m on a wednesday
1: yeah, those are awesome, those hosting sites, because you can put it out on a bunch of different things all at once that way. It's Great. way less manual.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to uh you know, okay, so when it comes to hosting sites, it makes your life so much more easier. And then I guess one last uh tip would be do not worry about merch at first. Do not worry about merch at first because I can see because some people like to get into the merch thing at first, but then it's like you don't even have a show.
1: Yeah, that's true. I have thought about it. I haven't done any yet, but actually, you know, doing your podcast and seeing the stuff that you had, I started thinking about
0: doing some. And Why not? I mean, the, prof- the profession session, that is a rhyming name that is catchy. And like I told you, you should definitely get a jingle.
1: A jingle would be cool. A jingle would be Welcome really cool. Welcome
0: to might, the profession session. Yeah.
1: I've thought about that, actually. I might hire someone on Fiverr.
0: Ooh, that, okay. Have you
1: done any Fiverr?
0: No, because I'm usually the freelancer. So, Very true, very true. <laughs> There's a lot of really good... So if anything, coming. they're my competition. You them out. Take them down, take them down. Just kidding. I guess we're all trying to live here.
1: Yeah, everyone's got to make a living somehow. Exactly. <laughs> well, Danny, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate you coming here.
0: Brody, the fact that you even asked me, even though I'm one of the most crass individuals you know, onto a professional uh, business podcast, I'm I'm honored.
1: Well, you really make podcasting a profession. And for that reason, I had you on profession session.
0: Uh, that just makes <laughs> that just warms my heart, Brody.
1: I'm glad to hear it. Well, thank you again for sharing all of your expertise and everything and your story with my audience. Really appreciated it.
0: Appreciate you giving me the time to do so.
1: Of course. And this has been profession session. This has been Danny Correnter of Big DK Energy. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Thanks for watching Profession Session. I'm your host, Brody Vincent. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, or TikTok at Profession Session on all channels. You can also find my guest from this episode at the tag and details of this post. Stay tuned for new episodes and short little clips of deep dives into specific topics across all of our channels. If you know a young, standout, professional, business owner, or entrepreneur with a unique or interesting story, DM us anywhere and let us know, and they may be the next to tell it here on Profession Session. Until next time, stay focused, stay hustling, and stay networking. This has been Profession Session.